0: Really excited to introduce you to our podcast today with Brett Pringle, an old friend of mine who has been living an extraordinary life over the last 20 or so years, and really exciting to hear his insights into some of the things he's done um, and how he's grown and developed over that time. Today's episode is sponsored by Brett's Own Brews, which is a specialty coffee bean and barista coffee business, providing quality arabica coffee ground to your preference and delivered to your door. Brett's Own Brews also provides catering for outdoor events with quality food and coffee to meet founder Brett's personal philosophy. As Brett keeps saying, it has to be high quality, it has my name on it. For great coffee made with a passion you can taste, check out com. Hi, I'm Will, and today I'm joined by my guest and good friend, Brett Pringle. Um, Brett and I are going to be having a chat about life and his uh business and basically putting back the curtain on what's been going on um with his business and and how he got there in terms of where he started and, and where he's at the moment and, and obviously looking at what comes next. So Brett, good to have you good to see you. It's been Hi, really good catching up. Uh
1: thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity to have a chat and a, a bit of an in-depth catch-up.
0: Yeah no it's been it's been a while but um really good to catch up as I said uh you know we we go way back um all the way back to school days so um yeah really good to uh see what you're up to in terms of you know thinking back to, to how i remember you as uh, as a little boy as it were and uh you know now being a, a grown-up man and making your way in the world
1: yeah slightly different slightly older a little bit less hair on uh, on my head anyway me too me too yeah, what, what are your first memories of me if we start with that, going back to to school? I mean, how would it yeah, be?
0: So, yeah, you were form one. Um, yeah. You, you skimmed for for Alex Jack, right? That's correct. Yeah, wow. So, so you were, you were scracking for one of my mates at school. Um, I just remember you as this really enthusiastic, um, keen to get stuck in and, and do everything kid, And, you know, as a, as a senior, it was such a pleasure to have you know juniors like you around because you you just it was guys like you that made things happen in in, in school because you know you, you just got stuck in and you volunteered you you wanted to be involved you, you you looked for you know opportunities to to be a part of the school and be involved which uh, which was awesome
1: yeah i remember like i mean that is going back way some some years now i mean what are we nearly 20 20- 20 years out of school, right? Um, a couple yeah, of decades.
0: A of a for me, but... <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. But yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, school was such a great time for me. I think that uh, I came from a co-ed uh, junior school. So coming to St. John's was quite a big change for me, coming from from that co-ed, uh, co-ed story to, mm-hmm. to, to single-sex all-male school, as St. John's was then. Um, and mm-hmm. I think for me, it was great to be around a lot of fellow people that were at the same mindset as, as, as myself, you know, wanted, I think anyway, from the way I remember it is that a lot of us wanted to be the best that we could be, you know, and, uh, you know, I think that you would be hard to find people that weren't as enthusiastic as, uh, as myself, I'd like to say, you know, I, I think I was part of a, a good bunch of guys. Um, and obviously I think there were seniors and teachers that helped mold us into those, you know, to sort of guide us in that direction yeah. um you know i think that there's there's uh, teachers can make such a big difference in your life and 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 the course of your life to uh to inspire you to to be more than what you are um oh, and absolutely. i think that we're blessed at st john's with i think with a great group of teachers yeah. my year specifically that i can um think of throughout my six or seven years at st john's you know i enjoyed it so much i did an
0: extra year right? well I, I, you know i'm yeah. gonna circle back to that um in terms of obviously for me one of the things with, with our relationship is i was in my last year was your first year mm. uh, at st john's uh, as, as as pupils in the school and yeah. then my first year teaching was your last year at school in terms of the extra year and yeah uh, so it was you know, real full circle for me, having finished up my, my teaching my, my schooling career with you as a junior to start my teaching career me as a junior teacher and you as a senior boy. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are your memories of me as the senior boy? I mean, I, oh, I, I, again, <laughs> it, it, it was
0: it was the same guy, really keen, enthusiastic, proud of his school, getting stuck in. You know, I, I had the privilege of, of being on the coaching ticket. With the first 15 which you played played mm-hmm. a part of and uh you know it was just again for me seeing that continuity of obviously you're much older bigger stronger all those things but you were still the same guy um you know the same values the same enthusiasm the same character um just in a in a in a, in a young man it was it was really great to to be part of that Oh, that was—I mean—that
1: was—that was great, and i, I absolutely didn't uh, intend to repeat my A levels, to be honest. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> that was an unintentional this circumstance.
0: Is, you know. The, that we, we talk about sometimes in life, that uh, you, you take the scenic route, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, as long as you, you know, pick up good things along the way and um, and make the most of the opportunity.
1: Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, I've had lots of uh, ups and downs, and, and and you know, setbacks like that. That you know, to to a point of being my own making, one might say, you know, uh, but I think that the one thing that stuck with me is, is uh, perseverance. So sometimes persevering with the wrong thing. And so far as, you know, maybe not changing my, my uh, to a wider angle lens, so to speak, you know, maybe just a bit too focused on the detail and, yeah. and persisting at that. But I think, you know, uh, it's one thing over the last 20 years or so since school, certainly persistence and and sticking it out and and trying to make the the most of the situation and get the result that i want um sometimes you know try try and try and again right um yeah. and i think i think for me <laughs> for me i think that's probably one yeah. of the things that i think is like my core value is is, is trying to uh the persistence yeah. to get to get a result and so yeah despite the setback and still being able to push forward and you know ended up passing my levels thankfully and uh, going to cape town and slight repeat of the same thing in cape town i did an extra year there um, in cape town to finish off my degree there um, but yeah again just persisting and, and not just falling over the first hurdle and saying well i didn't get the result i wanted now so i'm just going to throw in the towel
0: yeah. Um, Love that. Love that. yeah cool so in terms of obviously you've now got a career you have traveled a bit and all that sort of thing um so can you Give us a little bit of insight into what you're about so you know tell us about your your sort of work experience uh what got you into your business hobbies passions you know, yep. your life mission any any of those sorts of uh details yeah so i, I spent
1: a few years in Cape Town doing my degree as, as i just mentioned and then i came over to the uk in 2005 um very wet behind the ears and so far as any work uh real work experiences you know like um uh formal formal career you know a word thing is a formal professional career type thing outside of sport um, and uh, and so when I first got here I didn't really know what my degree could could do for me so when back in Zim and, and, and South Africa you know you the degree you do is kind of the course you set yourself for your career right whereas I found in the UK it seems to be kind of upside down in a way where it kind of doesn't matter what what degree you've done you can go off and be whatever you want essentially right yeah. it's just almost a stepping stone uh-huh. into whatever different career so just because you do accounts at, at university doesn't mean you're going to become an accountant where it's a little bit reverse for us back home mm-hmm. and so for me it was a bit <clears throat> i was a little bit uh uh i don't want to say confused but i wasn't very clear on on the goal where that i was following because i've done this degree okay i've come to the uk big wide world not really sure what to do Um, and so I thought well let me throw myself back into studies and become at least qualified become a qualified accountant and then see where that takes me Uh, so that took me into uh, Barclays Bank Um, and so that's where I did my my ACCA at Barclays Bank and then I spent a few years there um, and bounced a few bounce after that I bounced around a few different uh, banks doing a bit of contracting I was trying to get into more permanent jobs. I didn't seek out contracting work as as a uh, as a first choice thing. I was looking to get into the more uh, permanent roles and then uh, find myself in a good finance job uh, in the city, really enjoying it. And then an opportunity through one of our Zim rugby friends uh, came up to to uh, go to Iraq. Um, and I thought, you know, I'd done the better part of 10 years in London and I thought, it was a time to see something different. I know that Iraq is a bit extreme, but um, wow, that's, you know, a,
0: that's a big say, there.
1: <laughs> it is. It is a little bit. Uh, I'd say it was no more dangerous than going to Brixton or uh, somewhere down there. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to Brixton or anybody <laughs> there, but uh, you know, I am. I, I, um, but yeah, no, it was. It was a big shock. But uh, my partner and I were looking to move out of London anyway, um, and this just seemed the right time and everything else. So. Uh, was one of those times where I think that I would uh, have regretted not doing it rather than taking the opportunity and regret doing it. I always, I like to regret things that I have done rather than I haven't done.
0: Absolutely. Good Um, attitude. like that.
1: Yeah. And it also makes for a good story. So (laughs) I spent the better part of three years there as the finance manager for a private security company um, in the South of Iraq, Um, spending six weeks there in Iraq and then coming back to the UK for six weeks um which was i was the only civilian in, in the business there in iraq so everybody else was ex-military and you know the, i think a lot of other people were obviously used to that sort of lifestyle for for us it was a huge uh shock to us to you know in theory it's like yeah it'll be six weeks it'll be fine and then like you know one day two day three days one week two week and then just it, it took its toll i think and then so by the time i came home I, we were ready because i think I think at that point we were like, okay, right, we've got to try and make a better go of this than, than you being away the whole time. Cause we just didn't have any like consistency um, and any quality time together. So we found that difficult. Um, and so I chose to come home and that's when uh, I decided to start my coffee business, Bredso and Brews. Um, well, I say I started it then. I started probably about 12 months before I came home. The idea with that was having been in London for 10 to 12 years you know, you got, a, you got a artisan coffee shop on every corner in London, right? You can't yeah. really walk five meters without seeing somebody with a man bun and some coffee on their hands. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and again, no insult to anybody who's got man bun, I'm just jealous because I can't grow one. So, um, the, uh, and in the little town where we live, uh, Brackley, and again, no slight on anybody in Brackley, but I, you know, I think it needed some quality coffee. So I thought, you know, if, if the coffee is, if I'm not going to coffee, the coffee can come to me. Yeah. And I'll bring it kind of thing. So uh, an opportunity came around to, to purchase a coffee trailer. So a big 10 foot by uh, four foot coffee trailer um, from somebody else who's uh, in the local town. Um, and we thought this was a great opportunity. The timing seemed right, you know went uh, all in, uh, started to do all the due diligence for it and, and training up and everything uh, in the 12 months before I came back to the UK full time with the uh, intention of like uh, doing street trading. So like day-to-day setting up your trailer um, uh, in one of the local areas and, and trading out of that. Uh, we were a little bit unfortunate in getting the licensing for that. Um, we were we were turned down for licensing with that and we we're like, okay, fine, well, we've got this trailer. I I was still keen on doing it. So we're like, well, what's the next thing we can do? So we're like, let's get into uh, some events. So, you know, um, your music festival type things and all that kind of stuff. So our background is absolutely, was nowhere near doing any of this stuff. I mean, uh, as you know, my dad ran Hamburg Hut and still does in Zimbabwe. And, you know, I think it was a fairly successful business. But I mean, I was about as as close as I got to any sort of, the running of a business that wasn't you know but again another risk or anything was mine and uh you know uh so, so it was very much a sink or swim scenario
0: i uh, know i i love that because it's, it's that kind of you know jump in no warm-up mentality is great
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no, well that's exactly right there was no warm-up there was and the thing is like when i came back from iraq um I came back in about March, and like this, the the festival season, if you will, starts in about April or May, and and it turns out that a lot of those those applications and stuff happened in November, December the year before. So we'd kind of missed like the boat for the first few months, and we ended up chasing it a little bit. And you know, the experience, you know, there's a lot said not to be said for experience, and that uh, that uh, well, in, in anything you do, I guess, but specifically with that, we chased quite a bit of stuff that maybe in hindsight would have been better to have uh, slowed down a little bit but i think there was a bit of a sense of urgency where we're like no we have to do these things because otherwise you know we're both we're both out of full-time work and we're like we'll give it a proper go before we then consider uh, returning back to work which i think was the right way to do it because i don't like to do things half-cast you know i like to jump in feet first and give it all yeah and if it doesn't work out then 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 try another plan so so yeah so we we ended up going to places like the BBC, um, Country File. We went to Silverstone Formula One, uh, Silverstone GP and a few um, a few good music festivals. And it was a great crack. I mean, it was really, really good and great experience, and great people that we met there. But it just wasn't quite enough to sustain us, you know, in terms of like a full time thing. And some of the the expenses, upfront expenses, you know, pitch fees to be there at something like the country file and, and formula one, like you, you got, you, you got to pump a lot of volume of stuff to get to, to sort of make the your money. money yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, And, um, and these are the things you sort of learn as you go and, and, and the, the theory, when you're sitting crunching the numbers, you know, I'm a great number cruncher, you know, I, I, uh, as an accountant, I yeah. count beans, right? Yeah. But, uh, the reality of, you know, of how many coffees you can serve in a day or, or whatever the case is and, and the demand, right? I mean, it's such a, the demand is quite fickle at these events where you can't always judge even on the attendance, like how much of that will you'll see at your at your store, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so those sorts of things where it's it's really hard to judge. I mean, we over cater for a lot of things. We Thankfully, we never ended up under catering, which was great. But obviously, then on the back of that is quite a bit of wasted, right? I think our local cafe and Brackley were quite thankful. At the end of some of our events, we came to them with like 10, 20 bottles of milk that we hadn't used on the weekend because, you know, we just didn't have it. So, um,
0: but yeah, I mean, that was a cracking
1: experience and really enjoyed that. But then it got to the end of the season and we're like, right, we're a little bit short on the bank account and uh, it was time to. To start uh looking at returning back to full-time work so um and then try and pick this up back up as a uh, as more of a side hustle hustle to start with and then grow grow into something a bit more um so i i picked up some work at uh, Premarin, uh in the uk and their finance team uh as a contracting role and then and that was the end of the two, 2019 and then the, the 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 big old 2020 came along oh. And uh, I can only say that I'm very grateful that uh, I was in full-time work uh, when that came along. Uh, I think I just snuck in the door just before, like uh, the lockdown happened, and uh, and yeah. So, so for the last 12 months or so, uh, my main focus has been with with uh, working in Premier Inn and and still trying to ensure that the business uh, sustains itself in so far as we have an online sales uh, platform, which uh, we, we sell online, our uh, coffee online. But in terms of actually serving or selling any coffee out of the trailer, it's kind of been dead in the water uh, because of all nothing's been open, basically. Um, and yeah, there's just been difficulties in trying to get out and about with that. But as things loosen up now, there's there's more opportunities coming now. Uh, and things are I'm starting to look up slowly but surely, but um, and we'll get there. Awesome. But yeah, so that's, And the irony is that about 10, almost 10 years ago to the day, I never used to drink coffee. (laughs) Not a drop of coffee, right? This is the funny thing. But one drop of coffee and then a friend of mine and I cycled uh, from Pisa to Zurich uh, across the Alps. Um, And a bit like my Iraqi story, you know, is one of those things you kind of have to do and you can regret afterwards but not uh you know you can regret doing it but not not missing it right
0: yeah, absolutely
1: so um yeah so we, we we did this 10-day cycle and he said brett we're gonna drink cappuccinos and eat fresh croissants every morning and i was like man i don't drink coffee <laughs> they like we're in italy we have to so i was like okay fine well you know you you buy it and we'll see how we go yeah. and yeah so i think by about day five or six i was just i was all sorts of like physically messed up because i hadn't done enough training for it i mean this is a guy that had cycled across china without anything except for the clothes on his back and a backpack um and and so um so for me i was i was a bit i was rugby fit but i think i'd had a few too many beers social beers after the rugby games as you do and so i think um my my cycling fitness was wanting. It yeah, was yeah,
0: hard bag in that on that little seat. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tell
1: you, we're we're going up. Uh, we going up the Alps, and there's there's a lot of switchbacks as you go up. Go up there as you can imagine. And um, he's left me about two or three down below, and he's managed to stop and take photos of me. And I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm about two k's away from him on by road, and uh, and I'm just swearing at him because I'm like, oh my god, this is horrendous. We're self supported. Um, so it wasn't like we had like a support van, like a we were carrying on camping yeah. equipment and everything. And yeah, so that was the trip where I actually started drinking coffee and then came back to London and a Starbucks and Costa just wouldn't do. Um, you know, you can't drink in Italy and coffee in Italy and then, and
0: then come back settle and... for second best.
1: No, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's 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 the origins of my coffee drinking story. Love it. Um, yeah. Cool. So
0: yeah. obviously, apart from covid and 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 the normal challenges of of getting going as a as a as a startup Uh, what's what's been your biggest sort of business challenge um and or life challenge in terms of, of where you're at now
1: i think it's um i think one of the things that we we you, well, you and I specifically, I guess, with our background, and I'm sure that most parents and stuff and and, and cultures are the same. It's like, you know, when parents uh, and and teachers give you the confidence to do and be anything you want to be, and you you kind of have got this big picture mind in your you know in your in your mind. You're like, great, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do like, you know, for the coffee business, I'm gonna sell a million coffees, I'm gonna be the most Gucci brand out there, and everything like that. The, the the part that some people forget to tell you is all the small steps to get there. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we get lost in the big picture thinking and, and forget that we have to take those steps to get there. Uh, and for me, I think very most recently is is being far more specific on on what those steps are and, and ensuring you you actually achieve those those smaller goals. So you know it's all good and well having having the flashy stuff but if you don't have your your small processes in place and your small goals in place it doesn't really
0: absolutely yeah. that that process is so important and i think you know in anything in life uh, you know whether it's coaching sport running a business uh, leading a team having a process and and following process um is, is hugely important because it it provides a structure to, to ultimately lead to success. And I think, as you're saying, a lot of people see the end goal and forget about the importance of, or don't understand the importance of doing the grind and going through the process. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I think to a certain extent, social media has, has sort of dumbed us down a lot uh, to process because we see people blowing up and being successful. And we think, yeah. well, I can do that too. I've, I'm smarter than that person. Um, I, you know, I've got a good idea, and off I go. But actually, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes that we don't know and we don't see. Yeah, it's people there.
1: Well, that's it. You know, I think, and, and I think that to me has been the biggest challenge for me is like, is having to take a step back. You know, um, from that and say, okay, fine. Well, it's all good and well to want to do the big BBC shows and and the Formula Ones of the world and everything else, but you know, if <laughs> The, the the bread and butter is is the smaller things, um, you know, uh, getting all your processes right, doing the right things locally, you know, starting smaller and then working up from there, um, and I think. I think there's a level of na- maybe naivety in terms of believing, you know, obviously you can do and be anything you want to be, No one, you know, I'm not saying that at all, but you know, you can't do that without doing the small steps first, without doing the grind, without putting the process in and doing the small stuff. So, you know, same thing as cycling from Pisa to Zurich, it's all grand and saying, well, that's what I'm going to do. But if you haven't done your training beforehand, you know, um, you're going to get stuck on those switchbacks up the Alps and you're going to be cursing your mate because, you know, you've got no one else to blame except for yourself, you know, that's that. That's that. um, and yeah, so I think that's that's been the biggest thing. And I think that probably ties back as well to probably some of my academic stuff where you go, okay, well, you know, you can't you are smart, you are brilliant, you you can do anything you want to do, but sometimes, you know, you gotta actually put in some of the the smart craft, not the hard graft, just the smart craft. Yeah. You know, um it's you, you do have to do some graft. And and you know, sometimes it's just, it's just taking that first step and putting yourself out there and doing, you know, willing to be accepting the smaller things rather than saying, Well, that's beneath me, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah um you know uh and i think that's where where sometimes we can get unstuck is just thinking too big picture
0: yeah i think that's that's a a bit of a potentially a a trap that sometimes either we fall into that trap of not taking action because we go oh i want to do that i want to start a business i want to get after that job or whatever Mm. but I don't know if I'm good enough, I don't know if I'm qualified enough, I don't know if I've got enough credibility, what, whatever the sort of, um, you know, factor that holds us back from that is. And then the other side of it is, you believe you, you're good enough and you, you get started, you take action, but you don't go through the process. Yep. You go straight after the, the end goal. Um, and yeah, it's that, finding that in-between space of taking the first step, getting started, taking action going through the process going through the steps and, and building
1: well that's it you know and I think you can I think you can liken it to buying a house right you start with a small one bedroom and you know and you work your way up from there you know you're not yeah. going to buy your mansion the first time you you know you venture out into the world and I think if you try and do that that's you know and I think that that might be your end goal is the mansion right yeah, yeah. The mansion of life for your you know whatever it is and and I think that's it and I think but without the specifics, you know, one thing that I'm learning now is, you know, to be far more specific with what I want to do and how I want to achieve it, rather than just a sort of abstract, oh, well, I want to mention, okay, well, great, well, what kind of mention do you want, you know? Yeah. And I think that opportunities come when you are far more specific with what your your intentions are. Um, you know, I think that I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently, and I think, you know, that's certainly helping me sort of redefine where I am going to and like what I want to do and who I want to be. And I yeah. think that that's been helpful. I think that in this day where there's so much media and so much noise around, um, you don't really have a chance to escape in of it. You have to really be intentional to step away and, and out of it. Um, you know, you touched on social media already and, and how, you know, all these, these flash things where, where, People just appear to be millionaires overnight, you know, with some funky ideas or whatever that is. And, th- you know, that's but what people forget is that's only a snapshot in life, right? That's only a one point that they want it, that they want to show you, right? That's correct. correct. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, there's no curtains they're putting back there when they're showing yeah. you that Instagram, right? They're not yeah. showing you the hours they put in. And I think it's very easy to get lost now with all the acts, you know, easy access to to media and and other distractions that distract you from your goal.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that that's something that I'm working on, on myself. Is trying to to carve out time. I start. am meditating. Like I never used to meditate. I didn't. You know, um, I never. I never really used to take intentional time out to to reflect on the day or um, uh, reflect on what I want. And I found that a lot of the times, like you'd wake up and you're like five years older, and you kind of go like, "Where the last five years gone?" Because you just get stuck in that in that cycle of um, of one day that leads into the next without taking like time out to think about things. And I think that's one thing that I'm really working on uh, in myself and obviously <clears throat> to the benefit of, of, of myself in, in terms of the business is is being able to step back and reflect and, and really see what it is that I want. You know, okay, great. I want a coffee business. Great. Well, what do I want from it? What do I, why do I want it? You know, all those questions where in the beginning, they were kind of like abstract and like, "Yeah, yeah this was a great idea. Oh, I want to be my own boss." You know, you kind of go mad with that, and you, you know, you think you're sticking the finger up to the, to the man, and yet, you know, he you just you yourself. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know the lack of intention and specificity in terms yeah. of like, well, okay, it's great that you want to be your own boss, but you really have to be far more intentional on that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's something that I've the last few weeks and months I've really been looking at sorting that like sorting that out for myself.
0: Ooh, and what would you say has been your awakening moment that, that's got you to that point where you've become more reflective and, and more intentional um, Is there a specific event that's occurred or, or something somebody said something you, you've experienced that's got you to change the way you see things or the way you think?
1: Yeah so I think I think um, my uh, my ex-partner now um, she she was always uh, saying that I you know, that i was always chasing like the next thing you know there was a lack of presence and so far as you know if we had gone on holiday or something that i was always thinking about the next thing whether it was the dinner whilst we we're out or or what our activity for the next day was going to be um i don't know like and it was never an intention of mine to rush through whatever we were doing but i was like okay well i'm quite a, you know for me i'm quite a stickler of, of about time and i think that's that's quite a lot of zimbabweans i think from my experience is that, you know, it's like about being on time for things, you know, and I think I, I kind of lost a bit of focus where I'm, I'm more worried about being on time for something than just getting lost in the moment and just really being present in it. Okay. And for me, I think that 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 was a moment for me when when that was the main issue between us, where she's like, you know, you're just not present enough. You, you're not willing to just be in the moment here with me um and whatever we're doing you know and i think i've the last few weeks i've been able to take stock of that and you know i i realized that in my own self having had that time to reflect and meditate and you know i meditate for about f- between five and ten minutes a day sometimes outside breathing outside or, or inside on a yoga mat and it just giving me an opportunity to slow down um mentally as well and like calm the chaos in my mind and really start to be more intentional with who I wanna be and also like what I value because I think a lot of the stuff that we, in terms of like how we act and speak to people and how we we go about our day um, is linked to our values. And I think if you don't, if you're not clear on what your values are, you can't live a life that you wanna be proud of. So I can say to you, oh, well, well, you know, I really value friendship, but you know, if I don't make the effort to live by that value, then that's not a real value for me. Then obviously I don't really value it. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it's something that you live by. I think every day, if you can, or at least you make an effort to be like that every day, you know, if, if if family is something that you value, but yet you're playing golf on every other day or or your free time, you can't tell me that you value family when you're spending your free time doing that. Right. Um, And I think for me, trying to align the way that I behave with my values or the things that I think I value, because maybe I don't value them. Right. I mean, there's the other thing. you think you value something yeah. but the reality is you might not either right Yeah,
0: and it's putting it to the test by, yeah. by it.
1: exactly and i think that for me when you slow down and you take that time out to reflect and i mean i talk about meditation but i mean you know that's not everybody's cup of tea i understand that and maybe they do it different ways but um you know i reflect and i'll write down like at the end of the day i'll write down how i've how i think i've shown up in the day you know i'll be like okay well um in the morning i would have written down okay this is where i want to be and then in the evening i literally go through a checklist okay did i did I behave like this? You know, did I do this? Did I do that? How did I react in the circumstance where, you know, um, I, I I have uh, I, I I try to avoid conflict, right? So I'm not a I'm not the kind of guy. Which is ironic, being a rugby player, right? I mean, that's <laughs> the irony is not lost on me, right? Yeah. But I think that for me, that was where something like rugby and sport is a huge outlet for me because it allows me to. I don't want to say deal with because i don't know if that's the right word but it allows me to to sort of like vent off that frustration you know by by running or cycling or, or rugby you know attacking people and whatever that that physical outlet but i just think that for me when it comes to conflict i i struggle with verbalizing issues i have with people or saying what it is i want a because i, I think in the past i'm not that clear with what i want so i want to be like well i want to do this and then someone will question me and i'll be like and I don't really have an answer for them, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I think for me, um, when I do avoid those sorts of conflict things, it's just not good for my, for me personally because then I don't get what I do want mm. and I don't grow from it either. Yeah. And so by being able to take that time out and reflect and, and really think about who I want to be and what I want from the day uh, and hold myself accountable for it, you know, um, I think that at the end of the day, you can only accountable for what you do and who you are and if you're not taking that time out if you if you playing video games until midnight or you're watching tv till midnight then i think that that's and then you know that might work for some people but that hasn't worked for me and i think that's how my life has been uh up until recently (laughs) you know
0: so yeah sorry i'm yeah it's good and and this is you know we, we have a conversation around what's worth to you and and obviously the idea is that hopefully we can give give pointers to to each other and to other people about um you know how they can get some fans and and get some positives
1: well i think that's it and i think as males sometimes we really struggle with with really being open about our feelings and 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 even like understanding our feelings to a point where you go like okay well i'm angry i'm mad or i'm sad or whatever the case is and you know you're just raging inside and you get the red mist and you, you don't really understand why you 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 know, that's happening. And I think that when you take that time out to just like on the naughty step, if you will, right. If you want to yeah. talk about, and stuff, you know, take your own time out on the naughty step and just really think about what it is that's happening.
0: But, what's behind the emotions and, and what's driving those emotions.
1: Well, that's it, right? It's it's there's there's always a I think I think there's always a reason for them, it and, and it's it's really about understanding what those reasons are that are driving that. You know, for me, for me, I think that. Um, you know, when when we we're out, you know, I loved my time at St. John's, and I think it was incredible. I think you know the, the platform it gave us. I think as all of all the students that have been through the the platform it gives us is is, is incredible, and I think that one thing that we do lose by by um, the diaspora, if you will, you know, is that we just lose a lot of our own identity from what we thought we were back then to what we then have grown into because of the the, the lack of connection of everybody we've had before us, you know, um, when we were at school and all that grounding that we had. And I think that um, sometimes people get like, that knocks their confidence, you know, and they they get a little bit lost where they don't know what their place in the world is, and they don't know how to vocalize that to anybody. And there's an element of, oh, well, if I ask for help, then I'm going to show weakness, you know, as a male specifically. Um, and I think that that's a difficult place to find yourself in, um, where you don't know what to do and you don't know who to turn to. Um, you know, I lost, uh, my, I lost my mother a few years ago, uh, to leukemia and that was quite a hard time in my life. And I didn't really know who to turn to then. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, you know, my sister and my dad, you know, they're they're as supportive as they can be, but they're also going through their own emotions. Right. And and their own difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you go through a loss like that, it's, it's a really can be a lonely place to be. Um, And I was lucky. I was still playing rugby at the time. I say lucky because at least I gave me some sort of outlet. But I, I, I won't tell you how many red cards I got. But um, too 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 many to be part one, of one too many. <laughs> one too many was yeah was already too many. But um but yeah so I think I think that was reflective of my my emotional state at the time. Mm. Uh, um and then my inability to speak to anybody about it as well. Or to identify that issue in myself, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." But meanwhile, you you know, you're you're not. not. not Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's easy to get wrapped up in the chaos of of life and and bury yourself into into everything else and not really deal with the grief that that's there. And the only person who can do that is you. You know, nobody else is going to carry that burden for you.
0: You've got to. Um, Pack your own (laughs) parachute.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know. And so I think so. Yeah. So I just think you know, being able to, for me, I mean, I'm 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 going around, but I'm I'm circling back to I think is I think, for me, being able to sit down and actually take stock, and I think that I think is really important is, Mm. is is taking that time out and and really identifying, you can identify the feeling but the cause of that, you know, and you got to calm your mind, and and your emotions, you know, they're linked. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: uh, Yeah. And actually, the stranger, the guy, the guy that I cycled with uh, from to Zurich, we—he um, was into his meditation, and I mean, he's cracking. He's gone on to do some great things. Um, he's got a couple of world records in his, uh, under his belt. Wow! Um, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come back to that at a more And yeah, well, in,
0: in terms of that, my sort of next question for you would be: I mean, this guy sounds like like he's been a, a real positive inspiration and, and almost a mentor or guide for you. Uh, are there any other people who've had that sort of impact in terms of your life or career? Um...
1: Yeah, so I think he's been a big inspiration, just um, like more more uh, remotely than anything else. I mean, physically, he I mean he he's, he's a chap from Cape Town. He went to Bishop's um, and he was uh, part of the South African rowing team, and and so he comes from like a, a long line of crazy endurance athletes. Anyway, so he's used to that. Uh, at 4 a.m. wake up to God on his, on his,
0: uh, absolute, that 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 <laughs> yeah, that's a different
1: breed of a sportsman, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm already going to say that that part of him is already ingrained. So it's, it's sort of like built in already. So he's just built on that mm. and he's done some amazing things. And I think he is inspirational from the point of view of that. He also is, he's, he's so humble in so far as he doesn't think anything of it. He's like, well, you could do it as well. Right. And I'm like, no, I, am not. I might be able to, but I don't want to, <laughs> you know, he, um, um yeah well you know with the, this 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 piece of cycle i literally thought was bar talk we were because we, we played rugby together and i said um uh we we're at the, we were literally up drinking after a game and, and he had said oh i'm gonna bet i'm gonna do the cycle are you keen for th- to do it with me and i was just like yeah sure why not you know i'd been made redundant from barclays actually and i had some free time so i was like sounds like a good idea why not just thinking there was nothing gonna come from it right and the next thing yeah next thing he's booking flights and we're on there and i'm like, like oh my god i didn't sign up for that bicycle exactly but yeah so i mean really inspirational from the point of view of, of that guy literally there's no there's no such thing as impossible in that guy's mind
0: yeah.
1: which i think is great and um, i think for me I, and i think maybe most guys like us i think well for personally, that you know my dad has been a huge inspiration i think that he's he, he certainly inspired and instilled a, a level of independence or, or willingness of independence from from full-time employment kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so for as long as I've been consciously aware of of his existence, um, he's been running the hamburger hut. Yeah. You know, I didn't get this size by not eating good food. So um, <laughs> a little still advert there for you, Dad. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just, you know, I think that, that level of um uh how do you call it wanting to to blaze your own trail if you will you know like not follow the norm um and the empowerment and saying okay well you know go forth and do what you want to do and i'll be there to support you um you know i think that that stems from him i don't think i would have gone out and tried to do the coffee trailer without sort of um his inspiration and some of his guidance um and I say some of his guidance, because to be honest, again, I think for me, one of the, my communication has not always been the best. Um, oh, that's so,
0: so all of us as sons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely a
1: work on. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, Dad, I'm, I'm doing this. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? No, I'm just going to go and do it. <laughs> you know, um, and then when I get in trouble, then I'll call you. Yeah, that's it. That's um, it. So, yeah, uh, so that, that's been, uh, so I, I'd say probably those two guys, my dad and, and, and this friend of mine, I think probably, probably been quite big inspirations like that for me that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I, I do surround myself with some guys that also, um, that I do some running and cycling with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those are my, I think they're, they're, they're my fitness accountability buddies. They make More sure that I'm i'm
0: digging over yeah good, good good yeah good thing cool um but just obviously you've touched on a few sort of things over the years where, where you've, you've tripped a bit you know as, as we, we talked about before life doesn't happen in a, in a straight line and um mm-hmm. you know we, we all go through a tough things and, and tough times um can you talk us through a, a sort of a tough break or, or a failure that you bounce back from and and you know what it taught you and, and um, how you how you bounce back from that.
1: Oh, there's too many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like um In line. <laughs> Yeah, well I think I think it goes back to sort of like something what like I said in the beginning about persistence. You know, I think persistence in the right area and focused on the right area area can be really powerful, but I think persistence and in, uh, in the wrong area is, 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 can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is that, you know, and that's the power of intent and focus is that, you know, when you're focusing on the right area and not on the wrong area, you know, it's like trying to water your garden with the wrong, <laughs> with the wrong uh fertilizer, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. how much fertilizer you chuck on it, if it's the wrong one, it doesn't really matter. It's mm-hmm. that grass ain't gonna grow. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think that for me is the biggest lesson. You know, there there there, there is kudos in 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 your in, in being persistent and persevering, but I think that the perseverance and needs to be far more focused and, and correct. And I think that's probably my biggest lesson mm-hmm. is knowing the right thing to do. So I think that's again a little bit along the lines of not working harder, but working smarter.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, that, that being intentional, but also having the clarity of purpose in terms of yeah. what it is you want to do and where you're going.
1: Yeah. And I think there's like some humility in that and saying, you know, you accept that you're wrong, right? Because I think there's probably some humility lacking there where you, you keep banging your head against the wall. saying no, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm doing the right thing. You know, I must be doing the right thing, but you're not getting yeah. the right results.
0: Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a great book by Ryan Holiday called is the Enemy. Um, there you go. And it, uh, you know, and, and particularly, I think for us uh, as 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 men, um, you know, to, to be able to put your hand up and say, "I made a mistake, I was wrong," um, you know, regardless of, of the intent. You know, I mean, sometimes we do things wrong because we didn't think, or it, it was a genuine mistake as opposed to an intentional. I'm um, going up to you know, do something wrong, and uh, you know that that ability to put your hand up and say, "Yeah." You know, I, I messed this up. I, I let myself down. I, I let some other people down. Uh, I'm going to be better. It, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, um, it's definitely hard because it 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 gives the ego pounding, and, and it's it's getting over that aspect and, and separating yourself from the ego and saying, you know, I'm not perfect, just like anybody else, and I have to take ownership of my mistakes and, and then move on. And that's
1: it, I think, you know, the, the opposite of ego is humility, right? So mm-hmm. you know, by um I think having having the chance to calm, you know, to to calm yourself and, and get away from the chaos of life and to reflect on that, I think really gives you the opportunity to 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 see that. And I think, you know, when you stop buzzing around at a thousand miles an hour, and you give yourself time to calm down and, and your ego to calm down as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can you really find out it's it's not, you know, and half the time it's not about you. <laughs>
0: right um, and that's, the, that's again <laughs> back to ego isn't it you know, we, yeah. we, we think the, the, the world's we're the center of the universe and, and actually <laughs> far know, from it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool so obviously you talked about the, the meditating and, and obviously you' still doing quite a lot of sport and, and physical activity talk um, us through your your kind of um, wellness and, and, and fitness routine if you like you know whatever sort of things? you do. obviously the, the meditation has been great for your mental health yeah um, what else are you, are you getting up to to keep yourself taking over
1: so i recently entered into a, an ultra marathon that i'm training for so i'm i'm a firm believer in goals if, if you didn't get that by now but um, i think that you know you got to set yourself a goal with whatever it is that you want to do and i think i think a lot of us struggle specifically when you do play outside of sport you know individual sports you know like rugby is quite an easy i found rugby to be like a really easy thing to be a part of because you always got a a shared goal with a whole bunch of other people with 14 other players or 20 other players on on the pitch or whatever your shared goal is that you want to win the game essentially you
0: know the
1: the bare bones of it no one Mm -hmm. plays to lose right um but as we get older and we have we drift further away from those team team sports and and our our our, uh, knees and back start aching too much um you know taking on a few more individual things like you know i got into uh uh, i ran the london marathon 10 years ago Mm -hmm. uh for for a leukemia charity for my mum, and uh on the back of that i was like i'm never running a marathon again but i quite like cycling and swimming so i'll do triathlon um you know and i'll name drop chris falgate here as our uh survival yeah yeah yeah, uh, inspirational guy. So yeah, so I got like I got involved with a bit of triathlon, and on the back of that, I tried to you know uh, a bit more cycling and, and trying to work on my running. So my weakness is, is definitely running. You know, um, good at like five or ten meters across a rugby field, if that, maybe two meters. Um, but beyond that, I wasn't really any good. Right. So so one thing I've been really focusing on is, is, is my running, and and that's and and something like an ultra marathon for me would be uh, like for me is a bit of a challenge um and so i need that goal you know so i can run back to the goal thing and i need that goal that point in time where i'm like okay well that's when i'm going to be able to do that um and without that for me i I just i can't just willy-nilly just try and run or cycle for the sake of it so Mm -hmm. for for me it's it's about getting that goal entering that event for me and then working towards that Uh, i'm working towards that now at the moment i don't have a structured way to get there I, I kind of loosely know the steps I have to take. So I'm not just looking at the bigger picture. I know there are steps that I'm taking them. But at the moment, it's it's week by week and seeing how I kind of feel and, and gradually building up to that. And, and I think I'm in a good place now with that. Yeah. Uh, and physically, you know, for me, a huge part of my identity, you know, would is is is, is, is sportiness, you know, from from our background and from what yeah. we are in the yeah. days and stuff. You know, I identify myself as a sportsman. So I think that's something that, helps me because i'm like okay that is i'm living uh, part of my values i you know is being and being physically fit Mm -hmm. um my mom always said to me healthy body healthy mind and you know i've you know that's a mantra that i still keep to this day so
0: i'm a white lady no
1: yeah yeah she wasn't bad um so yeah i mean and and that's the thing and i think when one thing one promise (laughs) this is the thing one promise i try and keep to myself is that you know when my mom was sick she had a she was wheelchair bound and i mean she wasn't she was never the most sporty person but she would participate in stuff with me and my sister and she loved horse riding and uh uh that kind of stuff but when she was a uh, wheelchair bound she obviously couldn't do anything and i think at that point in my life i you know i made a promise to myself that i was like as long as i'm physically able to do something i'd rather make the choice to be doing it because yeah. i don't want to be in that position to go oh well I wish I'd gone for that bike ride or I wish I'd done that. And obviously there's times during those, those training things, you, you're hating your life, you're in that glass cage and you're hanging out and you, you're cursing your mate who's a few switchbends above you. But yeah. you know, for me, I'd rather be saying I did it. And, you know, and strangely, I, I think there's an element of that where, where when you are that tired, I think for some reason, I think that's where I kind of feel the most sort of alive, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. When your body's uh, telling you, "Hey, how's your father, mate?" <laughs> exactly, you know.
1: And I think you know, and I think that's great. And I think, you know, to be honest, I would never have done that cycle with my bu- unless my buddy had taken me along. So, I, you know, I really, I really give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, a couple of years after that, we uh, we did Lands End to John and Groats as well. Awesome. So he we cycled the length of Britain awesome. uh, for a charity. He, he actually does a charity for. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this a bit more about this later, though. This will come, I think, towards the end of this podcast. Yeah. But,
0: um, but yeah, he does, he,
1: does a, he does run a charity for Zimbabwe and South Africa for...
0: Uh, Is this the old, the old legs cycling group, maybe?
1: No, no, no. no, no uh, it's called, okay. I think it's called Vimba. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah,
0: we can, uh, uh, we can sort yeah. back to us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. But going back to my... So that's what I do physically for yeah. my physical health and then mm-hmm. for my mental health. You know, I, I literally... I, if you are talking to me about mental health last year or the year before and, you know, I know it's a big thing that Prince Harry... Yeah, today. prince harry and and you know and and a whole bunch of other people have been sort of bringing to the fore and you know again a, b- a bit about that ego thing like oh, i'll never affect me i don't have that problem you know you don't really want to accept that issue right and i think yeah. that uh i think that recently not not that i'm saying that i've got any mental problems i'm just saying that being more aware of your mental health and 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 what's happening upstairs because if that's not working properly nothing else is going to really work yeah, right
0: obviously that yeah. um and so I'm,
1: I'm becoming far more aware of that and I, the meditation I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Jay Shetty podcasts um, that, have, uh, that have helped me with, this, with a lot of my personal things um, and trying to just be a little bit more in touch with, with what's happening upstairs. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just about the physical side of things, it's also yeah, the mental yeah, side of things. Yeah. And so it's just about, for me, keeping promises to myself to, you know, to look after myself because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, we, we may be surrounded with friends and family that love us dearly, but at the end of the day, we, we've got to carry our own boats, right?
0: This is it, and, and that's, you know, one of the things I, I often talk about with, with people is, you know, we, we, particularly when you have a family, um, you know, we get stuck in this thing of trying to look after everybody else and, and mm. putting everybody else's needs first. And, and that's, that's massively important, of course. But if you're not well, if you're not looking after yourself and prioritizing your your health and wellness, you can't look after anybody else to the best of your ability, because you're not going to be at the best of your ability. And uh, it's a a huge mind shift change for people to go, I need to prioritize myself, but Mm -hmm. not in a selfish way, in a way that's about making sure that i'm in tip-top condition to then be able to provide and protect and do all those things that i feel i should be doing as a man as a husband as a father whatever yeah yeah and i think that's it i think
1: and i think that's where you know you um being able to take that time out for yourself and, and not be stuck in the, in the rut of all the rat race, you know, that, you know, and that rat race can be anything, right. That doesn't have yeah. to necessarily be your nine to five job and no. whatever no. else you know, no. that rat race is applicable to any part of your life where you're not, you can't yeah. just stand, like take a step back and, and, and take stock of your own stuff. Cause yeah. you know, if you can't look after yourself and if you're not in good shape, you, you're not showing up for anybody else, no. you know? Um, so yeah, so I think that mental side, I think is really for me, becoming far more important you know you, you know if you if you break your leg or if you're sick or something you know you're not gonna wait you know you're not not gonna go to the doctor right yeah, you're not gonna it. not get it checked up yeah. and so i think the same thing with your mental health is like you know trying to keep on top of that and you know that you're not gonna wait till you're properly broken before you go and seek somebody out for help you know i trying to be a bit more proactive about you know, that, and when I say six, I'm not necessarily having to go to a council or to anything like that, but just, you know, try and start figuring it out yourself at least first and seeing where you're at and taking stock, you know, uh, and then seeing what you have, what action you have to take from there, you know, cause I think we all needed that at some point. Um, and I think that's what COVID has helped us to do. I think in a long, in a big way is that and it's
0: definitely helped a lot of people to slow down. hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent, because I think that for, for, uh, for me, I feel like we're going at a thousand miles an hour until COVID, and then you're forced to stop, right? You're forced to be like, right, you have to, you're stuck at home, pal, you gotta, yeah, you right. gotta sort it out. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. um,
1: yeah so I think there's yeah. certainly a silver lining to, to this. I mean, it's mm. obviously, it's tragic and people have lost their lives and, and that's not a great, you know, that's not a great way, but I think that, that it's given people a lot of, and the world, a bit of a wake up call, you know, oh, a shake that, that, that needed to happen where we couldn't be burning the candle at both ends like that and expecting things to just remain the same. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, when's it going back to normal? I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it used no, to
0: be. No, um, and And I, I don't like this, this sort of saying of the new normal. I think we've got an opportunity to reset and create a different life, a mm-hmm. better life. And, and I just really hope that the world, you know, takes, takes note of it and, and, and takes advantage of this opportunity. Um, yep. Rather than go back to normal because normal, normal sucked. It wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it clearly didn't work at the pandemic to to open our eyes to that. So, yeah, yeah, convention time. So what's next? Uh, what's next for Brett?
1: Uh, so well, there's a few. I've got a few, few irons in the fire. Um, yeah. so um my, my big focus this year is really putting in some good processes and smaller steps for, for the coffee business. Mm -hmm. Um, so driving that forward, um, there's a slight change on some of my social media content that I'm going to be putting up on, on, on the business page on breadstone brews, um, and, and trying to drive some sales through that and, and then trying to pick up a bit more of the, um, coffee trailer trading. So, um, as they got a few few things in the fire at the moment, and we'll see what comes of that. There's potentially the Formula One this year, um, awesome. which will be amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Hoping, still hoping to go to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we scale back on what we did in 2019 in terms of like going all big and going all out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just uh, bring a little the net in a little bit tighter and doing a lot of you know more smaller things than one or two big things. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that, that's that's where we're at with that side of things. And then for me, a lot of I think this this twenty twenty one is going to be more about personal growth than anything else. I'm trying to be the the best version of me um, to go into. You know, I'm using this as a springboard for for more for next year. Um, you know, I think that we we've all been given we've all been given an opportunity to rewrite our chapters. You know, yeah. to to start rewriting a chapter that that maybe we weren't happy with, maybe we were happy with, but maybe we might have taken for granted. You know. Um, and just to become more self-aware of what our values, well, what my values are and how I want to live my life and uh, be the best version of myself that I can be. Awesome,
0: love it. So um, I want to ask you a couple of questions just to, to get some tips and, and, and tricks, if you like, in terms of yep. things that have worked for you, um, things that you you would give as advice to other people in terms of, you know, people kind of, follow their dream or 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 just to win at life as it were um you know things like routines actions behaviors any apps um gadgets uh anything like that 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 you found has been useful for you um you know if you could think of sort of three or four any of those kind of things that that you would share pass on
1: yeah well i think for me i think the first for me firstly is, is a routine i think that you for me, I personally struggle without a routine. Um, I feel a little bit restless, uh when I don't have not necessarily a hard and fast routine, but if I I try to I try to go to sleep at the same time every night,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I try to wake up at the same time every night. I, I'm a firm believer in a good good uh, night's rest, um, and I I believe in um, setting mm-hmm. out your intentions for the day. Uh, you, you know, and I think that a routine helps you get to that so uh without that structure in place you i think you you struggle for at least i do and you know there's some other people out there that it can definitely work for but for me for me you need to have that structure in place to to start those small steps to get to your goal yeah, um yeah. you know right like writing down your intention for the day or for your for the week i i, I try and start with like a monthly goal. So okay, this month, these, these are the things I want to achieve this month, you know, whether it's a running goal or, or a personal goal or a um, business goal, I'll be like, okay, fine. Well, at the end of the month, I wanted to have done this. And I want to be really specific about that goal. Because, again, you know, looking at your mansion, that's great, but you're not going to get that this month, right? So you, you really got to be more specific. Yeah. yeah. So, so you start with that. And then you whittle it down to like, on your day to day basis, what are the steps you're getting? What are you doing each day to get to your, your month goal? and you know, call them micro goals or whatever you wanna call them or micro steps to get there. Um, and I think that for me, a routine is, is really important because it helps me keep, keep focused. Um, and I think, so for me, routine is certainly one thing. And that's starting with your sleep, starting with a good meal in the morning. Um, so <laughs> strangely, I fast, right? Oh, I say strangely, but I do intermittent fasting. I've done it every day for the last year or so. Um, and it just helps me, I fast between about four or five in the afternoon and about eight or nine in the morning. Okay. So I won't eat after that time. Uh, and then I'll start with like a, I'll go out and do my exercise in the morning and then I'll crack on with a good breakfast and then I'll start my work. So I try not to start my day, my working day much before eight or nine in the morning. Um, and I wake up by about five half five in the morning. So those two and a half, three hours in the morning is where I do all my exercise um, all my meditation, all my, I do yoga and stretching in the morning as well. So I'm a firm believer in flexibility because oh, I'm not mate. very flexible. And, and <laughs> and as,
0: as, as we get older, it becomes even more important. Oh, mate,
1: Yeah. You know, the god of the is after a rugby match, I can't stretch down, right. Or warm up for it. <laughs> so, so, you know, so I think for me, in order for me, for me to feel like I've had a good day, I need to have a good morning. Uh, and that comes with the routine. As soon yeah. as, you know, I, on weekends, there's, I've had a couple of weekends where I've, I've sort of stepped in and I'm not saying sleeping in is not good for you. I think that's that's great as long as it's more intentional rather than just letting it happen to you. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, I'm gonna intentionally sleep in while intentionally allow myself that time, right? But I've found that when it's been unintentional, I found a little bit out of control of my day. And that's why I procrastinate and I find other things through. You know, it's like when you've got to study, right? When you yeah. when it's exam time, you <laughs> you got the cleanest bedroom ever because you're like, I don't wanna study. Um, and you know, I find yeah, so I find that my day gets away from me when I haven't set out and followed a sort of routine for me. Um, and follow that up with a, a really good breakfast. And uh so that's definitely one one suggestion I'd have. Um, and then be like again, be more specific about your intent. Like really be focused on, on what you want to do uh and what you want to get out of your day or your month, whatever that goal is, be far more specific. I think a lot of times we quite general, like, oh, well, I just want to be happier. Okay, well, do you even know why you're going to be like that? It's not just a, you know, something that's going to magic out of the air. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, I think when you become more specific, you, you, you find the steps to get there, you know? Um, and, and so I think that ties into to your routine because in the morning for me, when I write out my for sort of your to-do list or whatever your, you know, your plan is for the day, you become far more intentional when you actually put pen to paper. You know, we all wake, you know, sometimes we wake up and we let the day happen to us. Absolutely. And it guess the end of the day and you kind of go like, why do you know what happened today? And that's because you kind of live it without intent. Um, and I think that's so easy for us to happen like that because you wake up, you you have your cereal or your toast or whatever in the morning and you sit in front of the TV if it's the weekend. And, you know, next thing you, you've you binge watched three series on, on Netflix and it's midnight and you kind of go like, where did my day go? Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying you can't have those days. Those days are great and they're amazing and and, and you need them. But you know, in, in terms of like trying to be productive and trying to achieve something and strive for, for you know, um, to start like things like starting your own business, you, you kind of got to be on the ball a lot of the, like 99% of the time, you you, you know, um, it's very easy to get distracted. And when you get distracted like that and you take the eye off the ball, that's when things do start slipping behind. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with routine and focus and intent, that would be my, my number one thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, what, what else can I think of? So I think, uh, I think part of the routine would be ending the day with reflection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's really important to reflect on the day and what you think you've been able to achieve in that day. Have you set out the way that you intended to set out? And if you haven't, how are you going to rectify it for the next day? Um, I do, and, and I do that by writing. I've never kept a diary in my life or a journal, right? Until like the last three or four months. And all of a sudden now I've got, I'm writing things left, right, and center. And I think when you get into that habit of writing things down, you start making more connections, more connections between what you want to do and how you're going to achieve them. There's things that I've come up with that just through some meditation and some some journaling, I've small changes in my life that have are starting to show. Some of those irons in the fire that I talked about have, have come. I'll, I'll say hand on heart, have come from doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, journaling, journaling is powerful. I, I, I'd always, i would kind of, i known about it for a long time, and I, I did it a little bit um, towards the, the back end of of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it a little bit uh at uni but just I, I didn't have the consistency with it yeah. and then two years ago i started journaling again and it was incredible how powerful it is and yeah off the back of that i actually when i could see how powerful it was just in my own life um and thinking about people i knew who were struggling and you know just guys i was talking to and thinking you know they're, they're exactly the same as me. And I've got not not the perfect answer, but I've got a, a tool that can help. And yeah. um, so I, I created uh, this, like a journal, basically, sort of a, a guided journal, uh, because I think sometimes, you know, for, for me, that was, the I think, my lack of consistency was, a, was around the fact that it was hard to think of what to do and what to think about Mm -hmm. and 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 how to structure it um so so i've kind of created a almost a guided journal if you like which um i I think people who just starting find quite useful Um, yeah but as you say it it is incredibly powerful in terms of how it can
1: yeah well i think that's the thing and i think that you you without being able to journal and write down your things, your mind is just chaos. Like literally that's where the chaos comes if you can't try and like siphon those thoughts onto a page. Mm. And when you write things, they become intentional, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and and there's a record of it and you can actually read it and see it and, and there's more feeling in it. And I think that, as you say, consistency. So that will be my next thing is consistency. Yeah, you touch on that. And I think the power of consistency is incredible. Um, I think, f- for us, I think there's a lot of <laughs> ego and inconsistency, right? Um, I think the ego is literally such a, such a bad thing, because you believe you're better than needing to have to do it, right? Oh, well, I'll do it for a bit. And I'm sure I'll be fine. you did once or twice, I think, yeah, great. I'm on it. I'm fine. I'm great, you know. And then you fall down, and you don't really know why. Um, and I think that, you know, without that ego, without thinking, no, oh, well, I can, and it's not really in like, an intentional negative thing about being egotistical it's 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 like more of a subconscious thing where you're like i'll be fine without it yeah you know i can do this by myself i don't need that or, or you know or or i'll do it once or twice and it doesn't really make a difference so i'll just leave it at that mm. and so for me you know uh, my second thing apart from routine is consistency yeah. consistently strive to achieve those small steps don't worry about the big step, have the big goal, you know, have your mansion and your mind and, and on a board or, you know, I've got a whole bunch of whiteboards that I use. Right. And I just whiteboard everything,
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, which is great, but the problem is you can rub it out. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's the problem. So it's good for some things, but bad because you can take it out and, but it's good for journaling ideas. And, and if, you know, you can put your mansion up there and you can, oh, that's my big picture thinking, that's what I want over there. That's my, my mansion. That's my $10 million in a year or whatever you want it to be. But, you know the consistency comes in those micro steps to building to get to that, and you'll not. Um, you know the thing, the key thing that I've seen with running. Right, I've probably started training seriously for my running thing probably December or January this year, mm-hmm. and just through the sheer consistency of doing the small steps, has seen such big results. You know, and sometimes I think people get lost on things like, well, I've done it once or twice and nothing's happened. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a runner by any stretch of one's imagination. You know, I'm a, I'm a rugby player by trade, five or 10 meters maximum, pass the ball to the wing and he can score for me, right? That's my mindset. So, you know, um, when I first started running, it was really hard to stay motivated to keep doing the small things. You know, I was like, no, but I want to run a half marathon. You know, I'll just do that. <laughs> and again, ego, no. right? you know, you get in the way, And you run your half marathon and then you bed for a week afterwards because you're you not know, fit enough, right? Yeah, yeah. But put your ego aside and do the small steps, do the small 5K runs, keep plugging at it day in, day out. And before you know it, and it's not even, you know, it doesn't even take long. Before you know it, that 20K is, or half marathon, or whatever it is that you want to do, yeah. is achievable. So the power of consistency. Um, and intent is just is incredible and that's just from from my last few months of of just running training mm-hmm. and and focusing also from a business perspective so um just being consistent with what you're trying to do um especially if you know something like social media and stuff like that you know you need to be consistent in terms of like your posting of your content and stuff like that because in this world where everything changes at the flick of a switch you know you, you need to be consistent with what you're doing. Um and so that's that's the first two things. The third thing I'd I would say and uh, I'm trying to live better by it is reading. Knowledge, when people say knowledge is power, that is such a true thing. It was true today as it was all the way back when when it was said, whenever that was said, um back some years ago now. But even more so now because you know there's so much knowledge at your fingertips that you know you without that you know, those small things can just make the difference in your business is knowing those small, small bits that you only get by reading and applying that knowledge. So it's one thing knowing it. Yeah. The second part, it's a two-step. You have to apply it. You know, uh, I can make, I can know how to make a nice coffee, but if I don't apply it when I'm out there and doing it, it means nothing. Yeah. You know, um, so the application of knowledge,
0: gaining it and then
1: applying it. That is definitely, um. Uh, my third tip and trick. Awesome. Love that. 3A and 3B. Um yeah. So I've got routine, consistency, and knowledge. I would say would be like my my three things. I think number four would be certainly a balance. So we've talked a lot about what you have to do and and all the all the stuff, but I think there's also got to be a balance Mm -hmm. because without the balance, you're going to burn out. Yeah you know uh the, we've talked about COVID and, and, the, and the great equalizer that's been in terms of bringing people back down i think that whilst you can be focused and and um and driven and and consistent there needs to be a balance um that balance in your family life your personal life your physical life um your rest so you know it's all gonna well to, to to try and smash it out the park but you've also got to come back to center um and realign yourself with your values you know Identify and realign yourself with your values and balance that all out.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, because that you know, every all magic comes with a price. Yeah. The magic of our life will come with the price, the magic of being successful will come at a price. It's up to you to choose how you're going to balance those books. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd be that's number four. Balance.
0: Cool. No, I love that. <laughs> and and Again, in terms of our everyday life, that's one of the reasons why so many people struggle is we're so busy chasing, we forget to, to smell of the flowers and, and enjoy the scenery and the journey. Mm. Um, and then something happens, we burn out, we get injured, we, you know, relationships break down, whatever, and we go, well, how did that happen? But yeah. we missed it because we were so busy chasing and not going, okay, that's the goal. That's where I want to get to, but I'm here now. What good things are happening here now? How can Mm -hmm. I help the people around me now? What can I enjoy now? And then go from there.
1: Yeah. I think that's it. I think, you know, it's one thing stopping where you are stopping dead and not really still being present, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I have learned recently is the difference between being physically present where you're just not doing anything like a brick wall Mm. and being emotionally and physically and mentally present in the moment. Uh, and that's like, um, I think it's sometimes quite hard for, I want to say males, but I'm sure it's for for most people, but I can't relate to that. I can only talk about males, but I think sometimes it's hard because you have to, you know, in order to do that, you have to be open to, to your feelings, right? You have to acknowledge that you feel something, right.
0: Um, and I think that's quite well, a hard I, thing. Yeah, we're not great at that, are we? <laughs> we're not great at that.
1: It's not really in our DNA, right? Yeah. And so we, I think that's hard when when we do stop. Sometimes we think, well, I've stopped, therefore I'm present or whatever the case is. But it's, it's not necessarily about just stopping doing what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. it's really being able to smell the flowers and being like, and that feeling, you know, that that um, taking that in, yeah. in in all your senses and not just being like, well, yeah, there's the flowers. That's great. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. that's not really it's being present, right? It's that's not connecting with all
0: your senses. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that men are really bad at like, I think we sort of like close ourselves off to that, and we rob ourselves of the ability to feel more. You know, yeah. to feel, uh, to feel that. And so I think that through that balance and aligning yourself to values, you'll be able to sort of to get there with that.
0: Cool. Uh, just before we sort of wind down and and finish off, um, any any sort of rules or advice you would had- Good in terms of things that you think people would you know, would find helpful to live by uh, yeah i think a rule or a quote or something like that
1: so for me i think the main thing is 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 is, is identify your values like who are you and who do you want to be
0: yeah
1: you know who who is Brett Pringle, you know, if, if you were to write a, an obituary for me tomorrow, or was going on my tombstone, what is it that you want people to be saying on your tombstone, you know, what values are you wanting to live by, that you would be proud of you yourself, not your parents, not your, your friends, not your wife, not your dog, you know, who would you pr- be proud to be, and I think that when you start living your life by those values, um, you, you know, genuine heartfelt values, I think that's where where you get to live your life and to feel alive and not just to exist. I think the beauty of life is that when, you know, we're here to not just exist and to take up oxygen and to take up space, we're here to live a life. And I think that we all have something to give the world in, in our own unique way, whatever that is, you know, whether that's, that's selling great coffee or, or being a great coach or being a great rugby player or whatever it is, you got special, Every each and every one of us got a special, special gifts that we, 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 yeah, to bring to the world and and mm-hmm. to give to others because I think, you know, sharing our life with other people and and being able to bring out the best in other people and 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 be part of a community is what we what we're here for, right? And I think that you can't do that if you don't align yourself with your own values. Yeah. And some people may have different, you know, we all got different values. And but you know, if you were to rank your own values one to five, mine will be different to yours. And my advice would be live to your values and stay true to them, whatever they may be, and hold your guns. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that will give you a fulfill, fulfilling life.
0: Oh, I love that. And and to, to go with that, uh, I, I, in terms of um, thinking about values, I think you, you've almost, uh, you know, I like to work with acronyms and things, and, and what you said is basically VIP, values and practice. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're living your values and practice every single day, um, you know, people forget get that that sense of who you are through you just being yourself and, and living through those those values.
1: Well, that's and I think that I think that people you know don't be afraid to pull back that curtain on yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think that a lot of people sit there and I think, oh well, I don't know what my values are, which is fine, you know, and, and that's okay to not know, right? I mean, you know. You don't have to have the answer right away, but you know, sit there and sit with your own thoughts and 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 find out. Because the sooner you can find out who you are and what your values are, the sooner you can live by them. Absolutely, and I think the happier people are going to be.
0: Cool. Brett, are there any books that you're reading or that you've read that you would recommend to people um, in terms of things that you think you know would would really make a difference in, in, in as a as a learning? Uh, tool uh, as as something instructional anything
1: like that yeah so I've, I've got to go with my man jay shetty again um yeah. and, and i'm not a big advocate of his but unfortunately that's at the forefront of my mind because at the moment my own mental health at the moment and and uh spirituality and 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 uh happiness is, is quite at the forefront of what i'm doing at the moment so, yeah. and that's yeah. helping me reach with that so jay shetty's uh think like a monk uh right. book yeah. Um, I've gone through the first few chapters of that. I think that's really a really helpful way to to start identifying what your values are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a lot of us, I think, uh, are either driven by fear or stuck by fear. Um, the fear of the unknown, the fear of, of other people's judgment, the fear of a lot of things. And I think when you when you delve deeper into that and you identify your own values you start to strip away those 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 shackles of fear and and you know someone like jay he's he's also got a lot of podcast stuff out as well and and he's the way that he writes it and the way that he speaks about it is so clear and it um really helps I think identify and and almost like sympathize in a way because you know for us you know as I said sometimes some of these things are so abstract you know like our oh, values that's not for me that's for somebody else right yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 the way that it, that he, he he speaks about it and writes about it it, it makes it sound far more tangible and some more achievable yeah. and, and meaningful and I think that that's that's what I've been drawn to about the book so far um, and this podcast is that they really yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are layman's for us, you know. So many of these touchy, touchy-feely things that we, you know, we think are are so abstract, That's or actually, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. So, so he would be if 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 I had the strings to pull, he would be a sort of sort of guy that you would recommend I uh, get on the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, mate! Uh, if you could get to chat to that guy, he would be one hundred percent the guy that i will chat to. Yeah. Um, but somebody who might be a little bit more, like maybe more 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 reachable if you can't get him uh, i would highly recommend my friend cameron uh cameron bellamy my 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 good friend that we uh, cycled uh, the alps with
0: Ooh, um, uh, yeah I'd, I'd definitely love to have a have a chat with him so yeah hook us up
1: as, as i said he's he he holds a couple of world records and i'm not even being i'm not being facetious or or trying to take the mic he he has I want to say he's got three world records. So he's in the Guinness Book of Records, I think at least three times, one wow. for rowing from, from Australia to South Africa, rowing a boat with a couple of crewmen. Um, so he's got a record for that. They did it like in the shortest amount of time and with like the least amount of people or saying. Um, so he's got that. Uh, so shortly after we did our land's end and John O'Groat cycle, I think he did that um and then he got big into swimming and he's finished the swimming seven seas uh challenge which is like That's all the, all the <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty nuttier than squirrel poo um and he he oh man he did a swim the other year which also broke some records i mean he's just he's just mad as a fish but he's a great guy he and up right, right up on
0: the street for the podcast Perfect. yeah, yeah I,
1: I'll, um, I'll reach out to him and just uh, let him know awesome. that uh, you'll be in contact because I think awesome. he would love to also have a chat. Yeah, but he's awesome. such a down-to-earth guy. He's he's busy. He's now in Australia. How's this, right? He's in Australia doing, uh, I think it's like post-grad or something in quantum physics, as you do. As you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but top, top guy.
0: Yeah, I highly recommend awesome. getting in touch. Cool. No, we would love that. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so, Bert, how can people connect with you? Um, obviously, you're the coffee man and... Uh, yeah, I'd love people yeah, to so, buy some
1: of your coffee and uh, tell us yeah, so how. If, how you guys, it can... if you guys want to want to buy some coffee, if you head over to breadsandbrews um, you can you can get get some of our coffee on there. I'm, I'll uh, I'll sort out some some podcast specific specials. Um, if you give me a couple of days to sort that out, I'll uh, I'll get that on to Will and and he can share that with your with your with your listeners. Um, otherwise, if you want to get a hold of me personally. Or On Instagram, I'm, I'm on Instagram at I think it's at Brett Pringle. I'm still learning these social media things, so bear with me. So it's either at Brett Pringle uh, on a personal one or at Brett's Own Brews on uh, the business one uh, on Instagram. So you can follow me on both of those streams. One's focused on coffee. The other one's focused on my cycling and running adventures uh, as I build up to this ho- uh, this ultra marathon in this in the scenic scenic place of Dorset, which is nice and flat. Good
0: luck with that, mate. I, uh, I I definitely don't envy training for a half an <laughs> ultra. <nightclub. laughs>
1: oh, it's all about the journey.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting and uh, catching up with what you've been up to and uh, and where really you're going. And uh, yeah, I look forward to um, watching watching the progress and uh, look forward oh. to being in touch.
1: Ah, oh, well, thanks so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to. Uh, to our next one, hopefully.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Look forward to, yeah. We'll have a, a part two and catch up and, and find out how the, how the how the outro went.
1: There you go. Exactly. Awesome. Lovely. Thanks, Will. Cool. Take care, mate. Take care, you too, man. cheers, All eh. Right. Ciao, bye bye. Bye bye.